0: It's time now for super psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years.
1: Welcome to Dr. Mara Karpel and your golden years this evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time. That's 6 p.m. Eastern Time right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmarakarpel.com. And today is Sunday, July 23rd, 2023, and I am psychologist Dr. Mara Karpel, and we are back live from the still extremely hot Austin, Texas. And we hope that you're staying cool wherever you are. And we have another great program in store for you today to keep you cool. Art Mendoza, of Complice Entertainment, producer of this program, is here with us to make the show run smoothly as usual, of course. And in a little while after the break, we'll be joined from Florida by vegan chef and author of the new vegan cookbook, Oh So Yum!, Inspiring Others to Explore the Many Flavors of Plant-Based Nutrition with Everyday Favorites and Weekend Fun Food, Lori Gibson. And Lori will talk about eating a plant-based diet for nutrition and enjoyment, and she'll give us some tips on how to go plant-based. And the producer of this program, Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment, has returned from his whirlwind trip to the Bay of Bandadas in Mexico and he will be telling us all about all the places that he visited and after the show you can hear this evening's program again by going to my website and the link to the podcast will be posted later tonight along with any website links and other information that you'll want to know about Um, that'll be all later tonight but you can hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going directly to blogtalkradio, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com, slash your golden Years, And you'll also be able to hear it on Apple Podcasts. And for information from prior programs to listen to previous shows going all the way back nine and a half years since we've been on Blog Talk Radio, you can go to my website, drmarikarpel.com, you can listen on blogtalkradio.com slash years and all of those shows are also on Apple Podcasts. And for upcoming programs and events, follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpel, Your Golden Years. This show is produced by Accomplished Entertainment and Psyched Up Productions and sponsored by amightygoodtime.com. Wondering what to do to reconnect with others after 50? How about having a mighty good time? It's free to search, create a post, and much more. Whether it's in person or virtual, anything can be found to connect with others. So be more active and start filling your days again. Go to amightygoodtime.com. That's amightygoodtime.com. All right, we're going to take a brief break. Um, Don't go anywhere. It'll be very brief. And after the break, we will be joined right here by Lori Gibson to talk about her new vegan cookbook, Oh So Yum. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
0: Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed services or supplies you never received. There are three easy things you can do to prevent fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy. Protect your personal information. And look for any suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at one 800-MEDICARE or call your local Medicare SHIP program at 1-800-252-9240. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com.
1: And we're back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and drmaracarpell.com. And now joining us on the phone from Florida is vegan chef and author of the new vegan cookbook, Oh So Yum, inspiring others to explore the many flavors of plant-based nutrition with everyday favorites and weekend fun food, Lori Gibson. Welcome, Lori. Welcome, Lori. Hi, Mara. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. I hope you're staying cool down there in Florida because we're burning up here in Texas. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty warm here too.
2: Very warm, gray day today.
1: Okay. So I just want to remind you, and also our listeners, so everybody's aware, there's a slight delay when we talk like this, like a half a second, maybe or a second. So it's just good to be aware. Um, So. So Laurie, why don't we start with your background? Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what led you to become a vegan chef and to write this book? Well,
2: I stumbled across the um documentary uh titled uh, Forks Over Knives back in 2015. Mm. And yes, it, uh, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. It um mm-hmm. It confirmed what I suspected, that nutrition and health were connected, and um, I I dived right in. I immediately fully committed to learning all I could. I educated myself. I read books, attended seminars and lectures. I connected with some of the top plant-based doctors, including Dr. Esselstyn, Dr. Clapper, Dr. Lyle, and I had to relearn everything I thought about food and nutrition, and I did. Um, I just just kept learning and reading and attending things. And um, once the learning curve was over, I applied my natural creativity to the kitchen and uh, just started playing in the kitchen. So that That's really how it all began. Mm-hmm. So what led you to write the book? Well, I have been creating recipes since you know 2015 as well 2016 really and um i had them all over i i do some entertaining i you know i had so many uh, compliments and comments about what i was making you know if i if i knew how to do this kind of cooking i could go vegan or you know if i had somebody cooking for me like this like my husband does you know i could totally do this or you know this doesn't taste vegan uh, you know, silly comments mm-hmm. like that.
3: But,
2: you know, mm-hmm. so um, it actually first started with a combination of things. Those those comments, and I had recipes on my iPad, on my iPhone, on my iMac. Had them all on notebooks when I first started making cheeses. I actually have a notebook that I was as I was testing and creating, uh, keeping notes of what I did, what worked, what didn't. And I decided it was about time that all of the recipes were in one place. So the uh, idea to create a cookbook was, was born then. Um, when I started the project, it probably would have been about 700 pages. So I decided to pare it down and start where most people struggle the most. A lot of people, when talking about vegan, you know, vegan lifestyle, the hardest thing to give up for most people is, is dairy, which I found myself to be true. I didn't expect mm-hmm. it, but it was true. So I decided to start with, you know, my dairy creations or non-dairy creations, and then I decided, well, in the cookbook I would, you know, teach people how to make aged cheeses, fresh cheeses, cultured cheeses, and then how to apply those cheeses into other dishes. So it's a nice starting place cookbook. It's also if you're already uh, plant-based vegan, it has a new twists on on some things. Um, I also have. Uh, you know, weekend fun foods like a crunch wrap and um Portobello, you know, tostados and, and all kinds of fun things like weekend fun food. Um, so it's 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 like I it's, I say in there, it's a little bit every day and a little bit gourmet. Um, it's we, we eat first with our eyes, so everything looks just as appealing as it
1: tastes. So people are mm. more willing to try stuff. Right. Right. Um, what would be the benefit of doing that? Some of what is, what is it that you learned that led you to go vegan? Um, well, the health benefits
2: first and foremost, you know, I had wanted to be vegan for the animals for many years and just didn't know really what to do or what to eat besides salad. Honestly, you know, going back many years and, the health benefits are just incredible when I decided to do this, I committed to twelve what I called twelve weeks of vegan. I figured it would give I would need that much time to adjust, give my body time to adjust, and just to see what happens. I started in October. my friends thought I was nuts. the holidays were coming. That's just when I happened to stumble across the the documentary um, and pretty much right away, early on, I noticed you know increased energy, I was sleeping better. I just I just felt so much better. And over time, um my cholesterol was lowered without medication. Um gut health was so much better. Um the grocery bill, oh my gosh, <laughs> went down so much. Um mm-hmm. so and then of course animal welfare and global benefits, they're just it's all reaching, you know, it's just far reaching uh the benefits of a of a plant-based diet. And it's fun and mm. it's delicious.
1: It's, it's absolutely delicious. What a, You know, I, well, a long time ago when we first started this program, really on uh, Blog Talk, when we moved to Blog Talk Radio, we had the guy that, oh, I forgot his name, he wrote the book about um, about how it affects the environment when we have, you know, cattle, how that affects the environment. Can you talk a little bit about that? This was the guy who was on Oprah um, and told Oprah about mad cow disease and how it was spread, and she said on the air, I'll never eat a hamburger again, and that's when the Texas cattle ranchers sued Oprah and sued him at the same time for saying that.
2: I do do remember that, you know, reading about that. I, I don't have numbers and I, I don't have, you know, particulars. I do remember that and I do know that a lot of our resources, water, especially water and land, go to feeding cattle that will feed us. So if, you know, more people ate more plants, the land, the cattle graze, and the farms and the the buildings and all of that, that was converted to, um, growing fruits and vegetables, there would be plenty of food for everybody. And, you know, water is becoming scarce, you know, in different parts of the country more and more. Um, and I don't, again, I don't have the mm-hmm. numbers in front of me, but it takes so much water to make one pound of meat, the, the beef, uh, say, for example. Uh, the, the, the data is out there. Um, so we are taking water that we need to feed animals so that we can kill them and eat them. It just It's kind of mind-boggling that we do this, but that's what mm-hmm. we do. Is
3: it
1: harder to cook vegan? It is not. I mean,
2: if one can steam or roast or broil or boil or grill or bake, just like you do your animal-based products, do the same thing with plants and plant foods. Um, you know, all all of the above. Um, and it, it, the sky's the limit, really. Uh, just before the show, I put a spinach and eggplant lasagna in the oven with lasagna noodles. Um, so you can really, you know, grill. We grill a lot of vegetables. I smoked some portobello mushrooms and uh, pineapple earlier today to have, you know, for hubby's dinner during the week. And um, there's really no limit to what, you know, how you can cook. It's just as easy, if not easier, to cook. And, um, again, the grocery bill, we were big meat eaters. We were crazy big meat eaters. And the grocery bill, you know, people say, oh, you know, fruits and vegetables are expensive. But when you compare the price per pound, um, meats versus vegetables or fruit—it's—it's it's a no-brainer. They're, they're much mm-hmm. less expensive, much, less, and you're mm-hmm. getting all the vital nutrients, all the fiber, all just the vitamins. It's just that's why we feel so much better. You know,
3: mm-hmm. if you think about it.
2: Mm-hmm. When, when you tend to eat more vegetables, even if you still are eating some animal products, the more whole plant food you eat, you just automatically feel better. We're getting so much more nutrients that way. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a great thing. I'm, I'm grateful to have stumbled across that documentary all those years ago.
1: Yeah. I remember when that came out. It was pretty, um, I think it influenced a lot of people. I know I kind of, I was influenced by it. So it's um, pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty impactful. It really is. Especially mm -hmm, if, mm -hmm. um,
2: you know, my family is plagued with lifestyle diseases, and, uh, you know, I have—I know I have a choice. You know, I can go down that road or not. And, you know, everybody has to make the decision for themselves. Is eating X worth the benefits or the the, the pros or cons? You know, for me, you know, I don't want my chest cut, cut open to have bypass surgery like my mother did, like my younger brother mm. did. You know, I—I You know, I've already outlived my biological grandmother and my biological father. I've already outlived them. So, um, you know, it's a choice and I I choose health and mm-hmm. what I like to eat as my hips will attest, so I'm <laughs> really
1: tell me food. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so how can one get started making the switch to a plant-based diet? I mean, do you recommend just like going cold turkey on all the animal products? Or you mentioned, uh, you just now mentioned, even if you added in more plants, it would have an effect.
2: Yes. Um, Everybody is different, and everybody needs to do what's right for them. Some people, you know, do better transitioning slowly. Others, cold turkey, for me personally, I just, I needed to go all in. But the best advice to give is, you know, for people to start with what they know and what they know they like. You know, start adding more fruits and vegetables. That on, don't think about what you're adding rather than what you're subtracting. And as you eat more produce, you naturally have less room on your plate and in your tummy for other things. And then start there, you know, use spices liberally and then start expanding. Pick up a, a piece of produce that you don't know what it is or you don't know what to do with it and start learning and educating yourself. You know, there's so many recipes available out there. There's so much to learn. It's, it's, it's never ending really. But it's best to start with what you know you like and then just expand from there. I am a, an advocate, as I said, of, you know, heavy use of spices. You, again, start with what you like and just be creative, or, I mean, there's so many, in addition to mine, of course, there's so many cookbooks out there. There are, you know, uh, YouTubers out there teaching people how to, you know, c- adjust to plant-based lifestyle. Plant-based lifestyle. Um, some people advocate no oil, um, how to cook without oil. You know, the sky really is the limit with, you know, what you can do. But just really, instead of focusing what you uh eliminate, just add. And it's always a choice. This this is a big one for me. A lot of people will off, often ask, oh, can you have this? I can eat anything I want. I choose to eat plants. It's always a choice. If I want to go mm-hmm. get a rack of ribs, I can do it. It's not, it's not a matter of can and can't. And I know... It's semantics, but at the same time, it's a whole mindset and it kind of takes the the edge off of it. I'm I'm doing this for me. I'm doing it for a reason. And honestly, when you stick with it for a while, it becomes second nature. I never thought that it would be so easy because in the beginning, it's overwhelming. Like, oh my gosh, uh, oh, that's dairy. Oh, that's meat. Oh, I'll just have a bowl of cereal or I'll just have, oh, wait a minute, that's, that animal product. So in the beginning it was definitely adjustment and now I forget. <laughs> you know, walk through the grocery aisle and usually I just stick to the produce aisle and, and maybe some grains or whatever. And uh like, oh yeah, as mm-hmm. I walk by yeah, people still
1: eat meat, I forgot about that,
2: you know, so <laughs> focused on what I'm doing.
1: Mhm. Do you recommend um those, you know, fake meats? Like the the, um, you know the artificial beyond beef and even the chicken that they make out of plants. Well,
2: that's kind of a double-edged sword. Uh, for health purposes, absolutely not. It's 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 a different kind of unhealthy than
3: mm. animal products.
2: Mm-hmm. But again, if if you're transitioning and you need to have something, you just you know you're you're going to go off the deep end you know they have their place but as far as every day absolutely not you know we've had them every time a chain restaurant offers a vegan option we go get it once just to be supportive of you know the vegan community if you will or their attempts at being healthy but um, as far as every day it's, it's not healthy it's you know whole plant foods uh, are the best option. But, you know, again, for a transition period or once in a while or a special occasion, um, like like some of the doctors say, you know, if if I were to eat, you know, uh, turkey on Thanksgiving and ham on Easter and, you know, whatever, roast beef on Christmas, it's not going to kill me, you know, once in a while. Um, I choose not to. It used to be for health, And I thought, well, okay, I could do something on Thanksgiving, but then it, I gradually turned more vegan to like, no, I don't want to be the cause of animal suffering, so I can't bring myself mm-hmm. to. Um, but as far as health-wise, once in a while, it wouldn't be the end of the world. It really wouldn't. If most of the mm-hmm. time I'm eating plants, that's good. Right, right.
1: So, So what are some of the things that we might see in your cookbook?
2: Oh, my gosh, a whole lot of good things. Uh, So many things. So um, let's see. Well, I start out with the cheeses. As I said, it's it's a hard thing for people to give up. Cheese is proven to be addictive. So um, the feta, ricotta, mozzarella, um, those are just to die for. They're really good. I also have a few aged cheeses that are aged just like regular dairy cheeses with the cultures. Um, blue cheese is my absolute favorite. Um, they do take weeks because they're aging, but they are delicious. Um, and then veganized versions of classic dishes, like I mentioned the lasagna, stuffed shells, vanacopita, which is a spinach Greek pie that has regatta and aceta. Um What I do for my recipes is I find a really good looking or sounding you know, not a vegan recipe, and then I veganize it, and it's just—they're mm-hmm. as good as or better than their counterpart. Um, so that—that's how I create recipes. Um, so then, moving on to appetizers and sides, there's marinated feta, which is my current addiction right now. So I've made—I've taught you how to make feta, and now here's a way to use it: to marinate it with some dried. Uh, sun-dried tomatoes and some fresh herbs, and it's just absolutely delicious. Mm. Um, I do a marinated eggplant, mushroom anti pasta, and even something as basic as potato salad. Um, and there are pictures of almost every single recipe, full-color pictures of every single recipe in the cookbook just to make it a little bit easier. And the desserts are uh, really yummy. Uh, there's a, like a classic cheesecake, um, cashew cream parfaits, I have a chocolate peanut butter pie and my latest new fun thing is making gelato. I am just so addicted with the gelato Uh, book club was here last week and I made five different flavors and they, you know, they just can't, they know that I'm vegan, but at the same time, it's like, Oh my God, it doesn't taste vegan. Again, that it doesn't Mm -hmm. taste vegan, meaning it's good. It's delicious. It's yummy. Everybody likes it. You know? Right. Yeah. So this,
1: So this cookbook is all uh, um, dairy or the non-dairy version of dairy recipes, is that right? Well, it starts out, as I said, being dairy, all
2: the different types of cheeses, fresh cheese, aged, cultured, a little bit of everything. And then the following chapters utilize those ingredients, those cheeses as ingredients. Um, you know, mozzarella in some of the dishes or a couple of pasta dishes or some sandwiches, a little bit of everything. So you can get as fancy or as basic as you like. Um, It's just a a nice, well-rounded book with a little bit of everything to give people a taste of what it's like to be plant-based. And some of the, the photos can make it look like it's a complicated dish but most of them aren't. And even the aged cheeses, there are a lot of instructions, but they're very simple. And after about day four, it's just a matter of once a day going in your fridge, taking out the, the aging box, flipping the cheeses, wiping down the condensation from the lid of the box and putting it back in. And you're going to do mm-hmm. that every day for several. It's, it's really that simple. So... It may look daunting or sound daunting or overwhelming, but they're quite simple. Uh, when I first started, I was doing all the gourmet stuff and the complicated stuff. And over the years, I evolved to make very simple, easy recipes, super tasty, that look more complicated than they really are. Mm. You know, they that I bring dishes out, have people over, and they think that I've slaved all day when really – I mean, I just took 10 minutes to put a lasagna together. Um, so it's it's pretty simple. So it's, it's doable for people that, even if you don't have huge cooking skills, it's pretty simple.
1: So are there going to be more cookbooks that are with different recipes?
2: There are. There are. Volume 2 is going to be... Um, gelato and other sweet treats. There are two gelato recipes in Mm -hmm. the first cookbook to give people a sample, but I've been so creative coming up with different flavors and varieties that I'm going to do a a cookbook of gelato and sweet treats. Um, I make a uh, copycat vegan Cinnabon. That is to die for. It is so Mm -hmm. good. And again, bringing things out and with groups that don't know that we're vegan and I'll bring things and people just, they have no clue. And I wait for everything to be devoured. And then I tell them, Oh, that was vegan. And they, they don't believe uh-huh. me. They realize <laughs> so, so that will be volume two, the more sweet treats and a whole bunch of gelato recipes. And then volume three is probably going to be a carb conscious because a plant-based diet tends to be carb heavy The good kind of carbs, whole plant carbs. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I have a friend that asked me to think about lower carb options. She's diabetic, and she wants to be vegan, and she is struggling a little bit. So I've already formulated some ideas. I had her over two weeks ago and served her a low-carb, plant-based, vegan meal, and she absolutely loved it. So um, that's in the works for Volume 3, as ideas hit, I'm jotting those down. Um, so that's that's where we're headed. That's you know, this is gonna oh, be that's on very point exciting. Very I, exciting. My, thank you. My favorite yes. my favorite thing right now is that if I was a restaurateur there would be a new dish on the menu every single day because I'm always always creating something new. Um, so it's just I'm creative by nature, so it's fun. But I just mm-hmm. want to say before we run out of time, because I know time is short, that I am doing a promotion for the release of my cookbook that was just released a few days ago. Congratulations,
1: the first- by the way. Thank you. It was a real <laughs> fast rush to get it <laughs> done,
2: <laughs> but exciting, um, super excited. <laughs> Had my first unofficial uh, book signing today at Starbucks. That was a lot of fun.
1: Great. And, um,
2: but I am doing for a promotion, especially for the listeners of Blog Talk Radio. And the the first 15 people that email me a copy of their proof of purchase that they bought the cookbook and mention blog, talk radio, will get a free um, uh, mini-sized sample of my, mini-sized bottle of my favorite um, condiment, which is balsamic condimente. It is used in the cookbook in several of the recipes. So um, if listeners want to buy the cookbook and send me an email, proof of purchase, and mention Blog Talk Radio. The first 15 will get a, a bottle of the uh, balsamic Condimenti. Uh My email cool. address is lori, lori at osoyam dot org. So that's kind of cool. That's my first,
1: my first ever promotion. Yay! Yay! Well, I will um, post that and and your email address on my Facebook. I mean, my website posts about this show later tonight. So. All the details hey, will be you. there. People didn't get to write it down. So, um, all right. So how can listeners find out more about you, your recipes, see pictures of the food, and purchase your book? The book is
2: available exclusively on Amazon. Um, so you just go to Amazon and search Oh So Yum, and it's the, usually the first or second item that comes up. It has a picture of zucchini pad thai on, in a coconut bowl on the cover, so you can't miss it. Um, and as far as, you know, I'm working on a website. I don't really have one yet, but I do have a Facebook page with a whole lot of food porn on it, and it's um, <laughs> facebook.com slash Vegan Eats. EATS.
1: All right. Well, I, I will post all of that uh, as well on my website post about this about tonight's show. Again, people will be able to just go there and get that information if they didn't get to a pen and paper fast enough. <laughs> so, you have made me very hungry listening. <laughs> It all sounds Sorry. really good. <laughs> um, I'm not much of a cook, but can someone like me learn how to do this?
2: Absolutely, yes. The, again, the recipes are, you know, purposely simple, purposely easy. Um, so the, and with the full-color pictures, you're knowing what to expect. Um, and I'm always reachable if anybody has questions. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't dive right into the aged cheeses, but everything else is is very simple, very basic. Um, it just doesn't look it and doesn't taste it. hmm
1: hmm Well, this is very exciting. I'm so glad to hear that you launched the book already and are already doing book signings. Um, Best of luck with that. And I look forward to hearing about the follow-up books. Um, Well, thank you so much for... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go on.
2: Go on. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for the opportunity. I am a nobody. I don't have a YouTube page. I just have that Facebook page. I don't, you know, I don't even have a website yet. I just happen to be someone who makes really yummy vegan food, so I'm happy to uh, get the word out there and just share these simple recipes with people. And um, it's just a whole lot of fun; it really is. And I appreciate the opportunity, Mara, for me to be on your show tonight. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah. And thank you so much for being here. Um, it's I think it's important. It's an important topic, and, and we gotten away from it talking about how food you know affects our doesn't affect our body but it affects our um, our mood so um, when we're eating healthy food that tastes good it's a psychological issue so there we go (laughs) So, (laughs) so thank you again and you have a very good night you, too. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good one. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Um, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
0: Dr. Mera's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Merrick Carpel and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. Please visit us on the web at www.drmerrickharpell.com.
1: And we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Merrick Carpel and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaricharpell.com. And I'm going to keep it brief. Um, Over the last few shows, I've been talking about advocacy for our loved ones in long-term care. I've had several guests on um, discussing this topic. And coming up in September, we will have more guests talking about this very big topic and pretty complicated. And um, I am headed up, in a couple of days to the Northeast to visit my mom who lives in long-term care. So when I'm back, I will give you an update with some more tips and experiences as I kind of formulate them in my mind about um, being a loved one of someone who's in long-term care. I've experienced it as someone who worked in long-term care as a psychologist, but I can tell you that it's very different um, when you're a family member, that things are really, um, are much clearer, I guess, than they were when I worked in it. So I'm going to keep that brief, and we're going to jump to the producer of this program, if he's ready, Art Mendoza, because he went on a whirlwind trip to Mexico um to the spot where the twins who join us every other week to talk about traveling in Mexico live and he traveled around there and it was a very quick trip and so he's gonna tell us about it. Art, are you there? Are you ready?
4: I was born ready.
1: <laughs> okay. So So tell us about this trip.
4: Well, I'll tell you what. When you turn off the radio, turn off the TV, and just go to a different country, especially when it's next door, you get to really enjoy time. You're not pressed for anything, even though I was up at 6.30 every morning taking a walk and uh, listening to people have their music blaring out of their restaurants before breakfast, going and watching uh, different murals that were drawn all over the place. And it was incredible, it was really nice. I had an Airbnb that was located about three blocks from the beach. And uh, right at the opening of the uh, Airbnb was a, a large metal gate that was always left open. And directly across the street was a man who always cooked I would say from around noon till six in the evening, <clears throat> chicken, sausage, and beef, very simple, and uh, constantly grilling it and uh, I had two of my days that I was there. I ate there. I would get my food to go to the to the to the uh apartment and then eat take half of it because it was a lot, and then eat it later in the evening or in the morning. But uh, it's just an amazing thing to see all the growth and the beauty and just the, the flowers everywhere. And being that my middle name was Flowers, or Flores, I can see how it affected our family in the sense of growing flowers all the time, which I do. <clears throat> The uh, photo shoot that we did was great, and uh, figured what out that. Uh, pardon me.
1: What was that? What was the photo shoot? Of? Can you tell us that? Is it, it was
4: for the twins. That used to, their mother was the manager of my restaurant down there, and they were only two years old, and now they're nineteen, and they are being in the arts and being in uh, any field, whether it be music or film or, you know, literary, whatever. When you see something that's really talented, you wanna let other people know about it. And I told uh, the director that I work with and another producer down in Mexico that I was gonna take some headshots and some photo shots of the twins because they're fluent in Spanish. They were born in Mexico, but they're German, which is beautiful, and uh So we did that, the photo shoot went well. I just got the shots today. And um, after doing that, I went ahead and said, well, my work's done here, I better head back. And uh, I did. I left one day early, and it was a good thing because I think I caught COVID on the way back in the airplane. Uh, I didn't get it there, because everybody there was fine. But uh, I think it was either the first flight or the second flight, probably the first flight, but I just can't see how that could have happened. But it did. I got COVID and I had to do the whole day isolated and wear the mask and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm fine wow. now, everything's back to normal. I never lost that much uh, depth or appetite, except for the first, first very first day. Second day after the second day, and uh, but back to the trip. It was just an amazing thing to be on the Pacific Coast and uh, hear the difference of the ocean from there, as opposed to the Gulf, where it's a totally different sound because it's much shallower, while the Pacific was a deep cut, so you hear much more of a thunderous sound, and. It, kinda of reminded me why I wrote the song Futamita because all the things that I had written about, they were there, you know. It was all about that area. But uh, So what
1: towns did you go to? Where did you go? I
4: went to uh, I was in San Pancho and uh, San Fernando. Then I went to Bucerías to go get my uh, shirts from Huichol, the Huichol tribe. And uh, then I went to Puerto Vallarta, and I flew out of Puerto Vallarta. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mm -hmm. it was more of a, you know, like just lay back and meditate on a project that I'm getting ready for up here and not really go to all kinds of towns and all that. And so I did that. I went ahead and studied on myself and what I need to do up here. And uh, I'm back.
1: Well we are all glad that you're back (laughs) and I am glad that you're safe and that you're over COVID and you didn't pass it on. (laughs) So, ah, what a crazy world.
4: We'll close it off. All
1: right. All right. So you, you get off the line and, uh, let me let everyone know what's coming up. Um, We'll be playing some of our favorite shows as encores on the next couple of Sundays um, because, as I said, I'm traveling up to the Northeast to visit my mom, and then I'll be back later in August, and we'll bring you some more tips from the field, and we have some great guests lined up for August and September, so I'll be posting all the information about those guests on my Facebook page, so be sure to follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Karpel, Your Golden Years, to find out what's coming up. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and get all those website links, um, then go to my website later tonight. All, that, all of that will be there, Dr. And you can also hear the show in five minutes from now by going to blogtalkradio, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com, slash your golden years. Or go to Apple Podcasts and just search for the name of this show, Dr. Mara Carpel in your golden years. This show was produced by Complice Entertainment and Psyched Up Productions and sponsored by amightygoodtime.com. Thank you to my guest, Lori Gibson, and thank you, Art. Thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night, and inspiring few weeks. And remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone. Stay safe.
4: So high now, shows a man where to fish, watch me send it, he
3: lies in his hand, teach his stories how to live, and he knows how to live.
4: High in that mountain Watch the clouds rolling in Senorita They dance on that shoreline Making plans for that kiss And they know how to kiss They say that we're one now The when you'll read this, stick keep us in time. That part BCT just blows through my mind. It takes me back to my place.
2: Punta Mita time.
0: Any guidance offered by Dr. Carpel is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpel, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any information on this program.